You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore dadam. Well, this is it, man. This is, uh, this is the big one. Um, I think it finally started to hit me a little bit last night. Um, there was a weird moment where I thought that the game was about to happen in like an hour or two, and I had like a... I don't know, three-second mini panic attack. And um, the anxiety came down, but it never went back down to zero where I was when I just forgot that football was a thing. I forgot that it was a playoff game. I forgot that it's one and done. I forgot the whole thing. I forgot that we're on the road to the Super Bowl. All the emotion that comes along with that. Um, that that whole feeling of, of, of that being at zero never really came back. And then this morning I woke up, and um, it was a lot more somber. And I don't want to try to bring the mood down because everybody's like jumping up, let's go, let's do this, going to crush the 49ers. And I love that, and I want you guys to keep that energy. But everything from last year kind of came rushing back. Not even so much the the loss and how much it stung, but it's almost like the it was the reaction I got from the fans. It's the abrupt goodbye, <laughs> you know, from my perspective uh, as a uh, as a podcaster, you know, it's... This is just what what we do, you know. Football is just what we do. Packers, it's what we do. Not just me. I mean, we. I mean, you guys coming here day after day, like, let's do this. Let's talk Packers. Let's be about it. To have all the diehards that stick with me every day reach out, and I'm talking lots of them, reach out and just say, look, man, I love you, but I can't right now. And everybody bails for, like, months, and everybody just leaves. Everybody just turns their back and is like, look, man, I got to get away from football. I got to go about my life. And I'm just sitting here. <laughs> Not only uh, dealing with that aspect, but the, the, the pain and misery of the, the situation as it is. Um, and trying to deal with that right now. I mean, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I think the Packers win. Um, I stand by, again, that home field thing is really sticking with me, the Packers and Tampa. Um, unfortunately, I'm feeling pretty good about, about both of them, um, meaning I do think Tampa's going to smoke the Rams, unfortunately. But um, again, everybody's, including myself, has been in the mode of like, all right, big game, here we go. We, maybe we win, maybe we lose, but I think we got them. And it's like, you realize what happens if we don't, right? And I, I guess I just haven't really dealt with that. I haven't started to come to terms with that. So it's going to be a pretty much a, a raw wound, man. There's, there's been no prep for uh, what happens. There's been an understanding that it could. There's almost been an, a, a feeling that I know it probably will, but like actually knowing it, you know what I mean? Kind of like the difference between, you know, you've, you've known since you were very small, that someday you're going to die. But sometime around the age of 30, there's a really abrupt realization 
Like, no, no, really. Like, <laughs> you're really, really going to die someday. And that that that's a scary moment. At least for me, it was around. It was like 28 to 30. There was, like, it felt real and it scared the living daylights out of me. Now I think I'm at a point I'm good with it. We're good. We'll be all right. But the point is, I haven't got there with the Packers yet. I've made my peace with dying. But I have not yet come to the grip, <laughs> come to grips with the idea the Packers might not win the Super Bowl yet, if that makes any sense. Am I saying I'd rather die? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I am. I'm not. It's, it's just relax. He has kids. How could he? Um, so anyways, um, it's, it's also tough because it's such a big moment today, you know? I feel like everything should just be rah-rah. Um, I, I got some information. I've, everything I want to do today is kind of nerding out. And I feel like nobody really wants to hear that. <laughs> but we're just we're just gonna go about the day, man. <laughs> I just I just peruse over to Twitter and Ray's like, hey man, I woke up so pumped for the game day podcast. No pressure. It's like, dang it, everyone's gonna be so disappointed today. Um, let's let's just let's let's roll into this, all right? Let's see where this where this leads us. Cause you never know, right? I, I set up a general structure and I just take off. Um, but there were some things that I wanted to look at because and again, it, it's always prompted by Mr. Negative or negative people, which is a good thing. I, I, please understand. I know some people, well, you're always complaining about negative people. It's not even so much complaining. It's a launching off point. Um, I've told him this all the time. He has helped my podcast so much because he forces me to look at these things. Here, here's an interesting little tidbit. Mr. Negative, I believe, this is just a theory, the negative fans out there that all of us hate, there's a part of all of us that has that in our brain. We just generally tend to overcome that part of our brain. You know, that voice in our head that says, we're going to lose this freaking game. The, the Packers don't win playoff games. We can't win big games, blah, 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 right? But the great thing about what he does is, first of all, he's unabashed in his approach. I mean, he doesn't even try to temper it at all. He doesn't even try to make sense. He just says the most wild and ridiculous things. And it's nice because it gives me a lot to grab onto, right? It allows that logical part of my brain, which is 95% of my brain. Um, the, the, the other part of my brain is broken. I really shouldn't go down this rabbit hole because nobody cares, but I'm starting to put together a picture of like, l- let me give you this little tidbit that I think I figured out. And this might apply to a lot of people. I'm a visual learner. You know why I think I'm a visual learner? Because the imagination part of my brain, the, the more um, imaginative part of my brain, the artistic part of my brain is broken. I need pictures because I can't build a picture in my own head. And if I can build a picture, I can't hold it there. You know what I mean? I can't build a picture and set that to the side and then do other stuff. I can't. I need the visuals because I need you to do that work over there. I can't put processing power into that because I don't have any. That's why I'm a visual learner. The other part of my brain, though, works just fine. The logical part, the the mathematical part. And so when he comes in and just kind of puts this low-hanging for like, I don't even have to really put a lot of effort into figuring out what the problem is. All I really have to do is figure out how can I really dig into this? Because he'll say stuff that's ridiculous, and all I really have is that's ridiculous. Okay, but but that's not an argument, right? So then I got to kind of dig in. So the argument from him, and again, he drives me nuts because he says stuff that's so stupid, but it's perfect. I need that because I need to be able to flesh out, well, okay, why is that? Because again, that's, that voice is in my head, and I haven't really talked him down other than to just go, ugh, you're so stupid, which again, not really an argument. But here's, here's essentially what his argument was. The Packers don't stand a chance because they can't win big games. I know, I, I understand, it hurt my brain too, but again, okay, let's break that down. Define a big game. And very quickly, I got him to basically say that uh, the only big games are playoff games and, let's be honest, wild card games and, um, you know, divisional round. Th- those aren't big games, right? I'm Listen, at this point, he's just trolling, and I understand that. But, but again, 
it forces me to kind of go through it, right? That's obviously ridiculous. But there is still this general feeling that um, the Packers are just bad and they're a bad playoff team. They don't win playoff games, right? Yeah, you get there, but you can't win. And so I said, well, let's apply a little bit of context to that. So I went back and I looked and I said, how many playoff games have they won? And you got to keep in mind, the default is losing. You, you, you only have two options when you get to the playoffs. There is a loss or there is a Super Bowl win. So unless you win the Super Bowl, every time you go to the playoffs, you're going to have at least one loss. So even if you win your first game, it's going to be a 50% thing, right? You win and you and then you lose. You can, you can be 0-1, you can be 1-1, you can be 2-1 if you're playing in the wild card. Otherwise, you're 4-0 or 3-0 if you don't play in the wild card, which is a Super Bowl, right? But you generally are always putting a loss in the, you've got one loss. So what is the Packers record in the playoff? Well, out of the 32 teams since 2010, right, if we're going back to the last time the Packers won the Super Bowl, it's 11 wins and eight losses, despite the fact that they only won one Super Bowl in this entire span and have been to the playoffs almost every single year and lose every single year. They still have more wins than they have losses, which honestly surprised me. 11 wins, only eight losses. And again, every playoff appearance has a loss automatically built in with the exception of the year they won the Super Bowl, but they still manage to have more wins built in. They rank eighth in win-loss percentage. Tampa Bay is number one because they just went 5-0. and This is the only time they've been to the playoffs and they just swept it. And then you add in their additional win this year. The Giants are 4-1, and right? They had their one sweep uh, and then they have a, a one and done. The New England Patriots, not surprisingly, very successful. They're at 16-8. Uh, and eight. Interestingly enough, though, um, that puts their win-loss percentage at um, uh, 0.667 win rate. That's the same as the next three teams in a row. San Francisco at 8-4, and four, the Jets at 2-1, and one, and Jacksonville at 2-1. and one. After that, you have Denver at 6-4, and four, and then Green Bay at 11-8. and eight. Behind them is Baltimore at 8-6. and six. The Rams are 4-3. and three. Seattle is 10-8. Uh, uh, and eight. Kansas City is, is worse. They're 8-7. Buffalo is 3-3. Three and three. Tennessee is 3-3. Three and three. Uh, The Chargers are 2-2. Two and two. Cleveland is 1-1. One and one. Atlanta, now you're getting into the, the more losses. Atlanta is four and five. Philadelphia is four and five. Carolina is three and four. New Orleans is five and seven. Indy is four and six. Houston, four and six. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. This is, again, this is perspective because everybody assumes everybody else, when you get to the playoffs, they're, they're good in the play. Packers, though, they just can't get the job done. Yes, they can. They win most of their playoff games. They just don't have eight Super Bowl. They only have one. Well, there's only like seven teams that have won a Super Bowl in this span, but and the Packers are one of them, but I guess that's not good enough. I don't know. Pittsburgh, five and eight. Dallas, two and four. Minnesota, so many teams that just suck in the playoffs. Minnesota is two and four. Chicago, one and three. Arizona, one and three. Cincinnati, one and five, and their one just happened. Detroit is 0 oh and three. Washington is 0 oh and three. The Raiders are 0-2, Miami is 0-1. So the Packers are 8th. So they don't have a bad playoff record. All we're really saying is they haven't won a Super Bowl and they probably should have. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Well, they always collapse in the playoffs. You know who else collapses in the playoffs? 31 other teams. 31 other teams exit. Right? That was that was the one thing he kept, they don't lose in the playoffs, but that was one of the things that um, he kept saying, to, again, it's just trolling, so I understand that he's just being ridiculous, but he's saying we might as well just forfeit. Because he said, what's the point of even playing this week so that we can win and then lose to Tampa the next week? I said, dude, you had you had 18 teams battle in the regular season just to miss the playoffs. Six teams made the playoffs just to lose in the first round. 
Four teams got this far just to lose in round two. Two teams are going to win this weekend just so that they can lose in the championship round, and one team is going to go all the way to the Super Bowl just to lose in the Super Bowl. That's the fate of every single team. So again, the Packers are not unique. The Packers are not special. We just think that they are. We think that they're a laughing stock because all we care about, all we focus on is the Packers. We just completely disregard the, the Dallas Cowboys, who are the number one team in football by several metrics that just completely fell apart in their own home with a much worse playoff record than the Green Bay Packers have. We just pretend that's not reality. The only reality is that the Packers are the only team that make it to the playoffs and fail. And so the bigger point here is there is no curse, man. There's, the Packers are not cursed. And we got to get out of that mindset. And guess what? Even if they lose this year, they're still not cursed. Cursed teams don't get this far. Good teams get this far, but there's nothing but good teams left. The pack, there's, nothing, there's nothing written that says the Packers have to beat Tampa and L.A. and San Francisco and the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs that they have to be better than all these teams. Only one team is going to end up on top. Eight teams left. Seven of them are going to be done. We got a one in seven shot, which is better odds than we've had all year, but we have a one in seven shot. If we lose, it's math, not a curse. But listen, it's good news. There is no curse. There is no reason to believe that we have to lose. There has to be this impending collapse. There doesn't. We're able to look back on this team and say, this is a good team and we can expect them to be a good team moving forward. We don't have to just say, well, yeah, they're good, but they're going to fall apart. We don't have to do that. And, And even bigger than that, I don't want the Packers to believe that. Doesn't matter how good we are. You know what I mean? Feeling like it's hopeless. Feeling like, what's the point? Because again, there's a Mr. Negative in everybody. Some people it's more pronounced than others, but even the players have to deal with that. The doubt, you know, we were hyped up in 2020. Uh, we were hyped up in 2019. Some of the older guys, you know, they've, they've been a part of some pretty good teams. It's not destiny that the, ha- the Packers have to lose. It's not destiny that they have to win either. There's just a handful of players left. Handful of teams left. That's what makes it so special if they win, when they win. People need to get it out of their out of their head that this is something that should the Packers should have three, four Super Bowls, but no, 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 no. They should have, in the last 30 years, they should have maybe one. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers, no, 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 listen to me. Maybe one. You're not entitled to anything. You're entitled to nothing. You're not even entitled to Aaron Rodgers. This isn't something you're destined to have. What I don't want is after all these years to watch Aaron Rodgers hoist that Lombardi trophy and to have a feeling of just relief. Not excitement, not jubilation, not feeling like you won the lottery, but a feeling of, ugh, finally. They finally did what they should do every year. If you feel that way, you've ruined one of the most special moments you could ever have. And this, this, I mean, realistically, this is potentially the last time in your life, if they win, you'll ever see it again. Winning a Super Bowl is unbelievable. It's, it, it is an unbelievably rare thing. I mean, we may never see it again as it is. If they don't win this year, next year, you know, we don't get it with Rodgers. Maybe we have another 30 years of darkness. I mean, who knows? Don't take any of this for granted. Don't take today for granted. Don't think of today as just a, a, a hump to get over. If they win, oh well, big deal. They're probably going to lose next week. And if they win the Super Bowl, good, finally. That's one. they got to win at least two, three more to, to actually catch up to what they should have. You've ruined this whole experience. And, and many of you have done that over all these years. And that's the thing. We're going to look back. There's going to be a time in 10 years, 20 years, however long, when we're going to look back at this time and this stretch during Aaron Rodgers with all these great players, Devontae, et cetera, et cetera, and say, man, we had a good. I didn't know how good we had it. And that window is closing. Regardless of whether they win the Super Bowl, whether Rodgers comes back or not, the window's closing. There's only a handful of years left for Devontae, handful of years left for Rodgers, and absolutely no guarantee that we draft the next Aaron Rodgers or the next Devontae Adams. In fact, the odds are almost zero. And to have them as a pair and to have the best left tackle in football, 
to have a great running back duo, to have a top cornerback, to have one of the best pass rush units in football, the odds of that are almost zero. If you're not having fun yet, you better find a way to enjoy it. Dig down deep right here, right now. Find a way. Enjoy this. Enjoy this team. Go watch some highlights. Boss just put out a really good hype video. Embrace that. Every single year the team gets here. That's not a negative. If, if When I said that sentence, if you rolled your eyes and said, oh, tell me about it. No, it's not a negative. That's a positive. Almost every single year of my life, I've had the pleasure of watching just unbelievable football. And I just think how much, how, how uh, th- there's very few things in football. Even the Patriots, well, look at all their championships. The, the Patriots have not had the amount of longstanding success of the Green Bay Pack. Even the Patriots, since, you know, the year 2000, they had 20 years, 20 years of success, and now they're kind of teetering on maybe being done. The Packers are doing it 10 years before, and they're still going. They're still going. They've outlasted the Patriots. They've outlasted the Steelers, the Cowboys in the 90s, the 49ers, the Saints, the Patriots, all these teams who, you know, they, they'll pop up for four or five years, the Seahawks, the 49ers, again, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers around the 2000 era. Everybody's had their moments. Now you got Tampa Bay again, maybe one more year and then they're done. If we get through this 30 years, 35 years, however long it's going to be of just pure abject dominance... And at the end of it, all you have to show for it is non- nonstop complaining about how many Super Bowls we've won. You missed it. You, you, you missed it. It's over. And you're never going to get it back. All the memories I have being a kid, the, 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 the Packers parties at Grandma's house with Brett Favre just, just being the best entertainment anybody could ever have. Listening to John Madden, the, the, the cold weather football, the snow on the ground, you know, Reggie White and... Sterling Sharp and Robert Brooks, Leroy Butler, Desmond Howard, Dorsey Levins, Mark Chimura, Bryce Pop, George Kuntz, Antonio Freeman, Andre Risen, Don Beebe, Santana Dotson, Gilbert Brown, some of those offensive linemen, Frank Winters, Earl Dotson, uh, Ross Verba, Marco Rivera. How about Vonnie Holiday or Darren Sharper, Mike Wall, my man Bubba Franks, Mark Tauscher, Chad Clifton, Amon Green, Bill Schroeder, Niall Diggs, Donald Driver, KGB, Aaron Campman, Nick Barnett, Al Harris. Remember those guys? We had a pile of corners with the dreads just picking everybody off, pick sixes left and right. The original long hair don't care, man. Freaking Sam Con Gatto, Cullen Jenkins, dude was a beast. Nick Collins, you kidding me? Darren College, Scott Wells, Jason Spitz, Ryan Pickett, Brady Papinga, AJ Hawk, Charles freaking Woodson, Ryan Grant, Greg Jennings, Atari Smash Your Skull in Bigby, Aaron Rodgers, ring a bell. Having a hard time remembering who I mentioned already. Jermichael could have been better, but still great Finley. Josh Sitton, Mark Tauscher, Johnny Jolly, Clay Matthews, Brian Balaga, B.J. Raji. Dude, you remember Ryan Pickett, B.J. Raji, Cullen Jenkins, Clay Matthews, with A.J. Hawk and, and uh, Desmond Bishop, Frank Zombo, with Tr- Charles Woodson, Tremont Williams, Charlie Pepper, Nick Collins. Man, did we miss that? No, we didn't miss that one because we won the Super Bowl that year. But did we miss all the other ones? 
Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, T.J. Lang, Morgan Burnett, James Jones, Jeff Saturday, Sam Shields, M.D. Jennings. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. Oh, I'm sorry, M.D., but you don't. You, you got to go. You can't be here. Eddie freaking Lacy. We didn't win a Super Bowl with Eddie Lacy. Tell me you didn't have fun with Eddie Lacy. That was one of the most fun guys that's ever been on this team. I loved having Eddie Lacy. I think A.J. Dillon probably will be a better running back than Eddie Lacy. Still, A.J. Dillon and Eddie Lacy is like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Brett Favre. I had way more fun with it with Brett Favre. There's a lot more fun with him. Love Rodgers. But uh, Brett, Brett was just something special, man. I'm excited about A.J., excited about what stuff he can do, excited about his upside. Eddie Lacy is Eddie Lacy. There's never going to be another Eddie Lacy. Tremont Williams, Corey Lindsley, Mike Daniels, Julius freaking Peppers. Did we enjoy Julius when he was here? I mean, really, did we get an opportunity to enjoy that or we complained the whole time? Because, man, that was a good time. Mike Daniels, Julius Peppers, oof, with Clay Matthews, Latroy Guyon at nose, Tremon, Shields, Burnett, HaHa, Clinton Dixon, Micah Hyde. Did we enjoy that? 2014, we didn't win the Super Bowl, but, man, that was a good team. Rodgers, Lacey, Adams, Cobb, Jordy. Bakhtiari, Sitton, Lindsley, Lang, and Balaga with Andrew Corliss at tight end. Ooh, 2021 probably beat this team. Maybe. I don't know. But man, that was a good team. I miss that team. I miss it. I do. I don't want to miss this. We're always looking backwards. We, we see Micah Hyde be successful and go, oh, I miss Micah Hyde. Did you, did you fully enjoy him when he was here? Or do we just complain that we lost in the Super Bowl or we lost uh, in the, the playoffs? It was the year we lost to Seattle. That was a good team, man. And we probably should have won that game. We probably should have won the Super Bowl. That was a dominant football team. But we still need to embrace it. We still need to enjoy it. Whether the year was was amazing or, or bad, whether we got to the playoffs or didn't, these are great football teams and great football players that we've had the opportunity to cheer for. Casey Hayward, Blake Martinez for a couple years there until we changed defensive coordinators and he kind of fell off. But Blake and Jake, man, I kind of like that duo. I think I was alone in that, but I liked it. Jamal Williams, not too many more fun guys than Jamal Williams. Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, MVS, Jair Alexander. You ever heard of that guy? Mercedes Lewis, Elton Jenkins. How about Billy Turner? Give it up for Billy Turner. I haven't been the biggest fan of his, but let's be honest. This team is not where it is without Billy Turner. Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, Rashawn Gary, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Aaron Jones, Robert Tunyon, and that brings us to today, Devontae Adams, MVS, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb is back, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Patrick Taylor, Mercedes Lewis, Josiah DeGuara, David Bakhtiari, Yash Nyman, Josh Myers, Billy Turner, Lucas Patrick, this, 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 quadro pass rush unit, which is probably a one-year-only situation, but it is one of the most amazing things, and we're probably only going to get it for a couple games. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Whitney Merciless, Zadarius, good lord, with Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Devondre Campbell, Razul Douglas, Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage. That is a team we're going to look back on, like all these other teams, saying, man, that was a unit right there. Man, that was a group. I don't want to look back on this period, 2019, 2020, and 2021, and go, ugh, those years sucked. 
Like 2014, I don't want to think about it, right? People keep posting the Seattle game. I don't want to think about that. I'm tired of thinking about that. You want to erase 2014? I understand you don't want to see that play anymore. But let's not erase, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. 2014 was an amazing year, an amazing roster. I say this every single year, but it's true. Football has to be bigger than Super Bowls or it's not worth watching. One of the great things about all these hype videos that people put together like Boss, uh, we've got... The, the the content creator community for the Green Bay Packers has got to be the best by far. I mean, there, there's not an angle that isn't covered, and, and there's a handful of guys, two, three, four, whatever, that that do these hype videos. And one of the great things about it is it just it gets you to see those moments again. Do you remember how excited you felt when um, Razul Douglas got that interception against the Cardinals? Do you remember that? Tell me that wasn't a big moment, right? Getting back to the original argument, the Packers can't win big games. They can't win big moments. Was that big? Tell me your reaction and then tell me that game didn't matter. How do those two things go together? It meant something to you, so it mattered. Collectively, across the world, Green Bay Packers fans jumping in the air, screaming, screaming at the top of their lungs. Babies are waking up, dogs are barking. People are yelling, what are you doing? You're waking the baby. That didn't happen to me. My wife understands. Plus, the baby wouldn't be sleeping in my house when the Packer game's on. It's too much chaos. I understand the ultimate goal, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the process along the way. And you can you can apply that to so many things. You know, this this newfound passion that I have for for cooking in general, but also grilling. I don't do all this. I don't watch all these videos. I don't listen to podcasts just for the moment that I pop a piece of steak in my mouth. That's what it was all about. No, dude, it's the process. It's every little step along the way. It's trying to hone your craft, right? The the, the whole process of building a team, the whole process of all these things. I mean, it's buying the grill. It's it's under. It's getting the right kind of fuel source, briquettes or lump charcoal. Do we get little? You know, do you get the wood chunks to put on there to smoke it? You know, are you using a pellet grill. Do you, do you have a a barrel smoker? You got the Weber kettle. You, you got the the stick burner. The Weber Smoky Mountain. All these different things do everything a little bit differently. The time, the temperature, the 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 cut of meat. All these different things that just go into it. And then there's all these other things that you can make and just try to hone your craft and perfect. There's a process that's enjoyable, right? A lot of people that go to the gym, and I, and this is a big part of the difference between people that are successful and not successful, the people that go to the gym just for the end result probably aren't going to stay there very long. I've been that gym rat in the past. I've also been that guy that goes there for a week and quits. You know what the difference is? Whether I'm enjoying the process, whether I like getting up in the morning, the feeling of, you know, because nobody likes, you know, that's why it... it there are some people on social media will be like, you know what, nobody likes getting up in the morning, nobody likes putting in the work, but you got to do it if you want to look like me kind of thing, right? And there's truth to that. But the fact of the matter is, having been on both sides of it, you do enjoy that. There's something about the hustle and the grind that's enjoyable to you. It is hard, but it's enjoyable. That's the difference. And there are some times when you don't feel like it, but again, there's something, there's a positive sort of endorphin rush of when you did it. Like, I'm not feeling it today. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to tell myself I have to do it. And then you do it, and man, does it feel good. I remember that, man. I, I remember out of high school, I was a psychopath. I had a landscaping job. It would be eight, 10 hours of, of doing landscape. Come home, clean the grass and dirt off of me. I'd bring like eggs or, or bald chicken to work for, for lunch. And then I'd, you know, after, after work, after I get all cleaned off, I'd eat a very small, some kind of bodybuilding diet, slug down a, a protein shake or whatever, go to the gym. And I'd spend two hours at the gym, seven days a week. Completely unnecessary, and most trainers probably tell you you're overdoing it, but it didn't matter because it was about that hustle and about that grind. Do you think I just loved it every day? You think it wasn't hard? Of course it was. 
an all-day, out-in-the-sun physical job. You come home, and then you, you put down food that tastes like garbage that you don't want to eat, and you go to the gym for two hours and just kill your body and then go home, take a second shower to get all the sweat off you, and then you know crash on the couch, watch an hour of TV, and pass out on the couch. It wasn't enjoyable, but it was. The process itself is enjoyable. It's not just the end result. I wasn't sitting there just miserable saying, man, someday I'm going to be big. In like five years, dude, I'm going to be so ripped, so jacked, so freaking yoked. No, it was every day. There has to be something you enjoy every day or it's miserable and it's not worth doing. And any, it doesn't matter what your goal that you're setting out to do is. Lose weight, build muscle, some new hobby that you want to do, some, some skill that you want to learn. If you can't learn to enjoy the process, you're not going to make it. The football season has been fun. It needs to be fun. If, it, if you can't make it fun, it's a miserable process and you should stop it. This has already been a great year. It's not a matter of, well, we'll see. No, no, no. There's nothing to see. It's been a great year, period. Not saying full stop because it's stupid, period. It has already been an amazing season. 13 wins again. Getting to watch this team just dominate. Getting to watch the, the Packers once again. When everybody doubted the Packers, with all the drama going out with Aaron Rodgers, thinking maybe he wasn't going to be here, he comes back, another MVP season. MVP caliber season, at least. Dominant performance. We see guys step up to the plate, exceed expectations. And again, we win the division. We smoke the Bears. We smoke the Vikings. We smoke the Lions. Take the division. Number one seed in the NFC again. Maybe that ends today. I don't know. But what I do know is people that really get it, people that appreciate the process are going to hurt whenever it ends. Even if we win the Super Bowl, there's going to be a slight sadness that it's over. But there is a good chance that it ends in hurt. But what I understand is the people that genuinely love it, people that love football for football, that love the Packers for being the Packers, they're going to get up and they're going to be back to work the next day. Take, take a day, take a week, whatever it is, to, to just deal with the pain of the loss, the loss of what could have been. But then we're right back. Well, you know why? Because we love it. The process of building, the process of growing, the process of doing it all over again. Finding out what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, figuring out what's going to go on with the salary cap, figuring out what's going on with the draft, figuring out what's going on with free agency, because I just can't wait for next year. I don't have the mentality of, I just can't do another year of this. I can't handle this. Of course I can. I love it. I love it. I love the little stuff and the big stuff. I love the regular season win. I love the chase for the NFC championship. I love the battles with our rivals in the division and out of the division. I love it. That's why I'm here every single day. I'm not here every day for one day. I'm not here every day because of a Super Bowl. Again, I'm not going to say you're not a real fan. You fan how you want a fan, but that's that's just the only way I can see it. If you love it, you can't go away. You can't walk away. You'll be back the next day because you love it, because you're hooked, because next year's another opportunity for another great year. Not just like 1996, but like 1997, 98, and 99. Not just like 2010, but 2009, 2011, 2012, 13, 14. Anyways, like I said, it, this... I had one other little data point um, to go over, but that was, I guess, just sort of a launching off point. We can look at that second one on the other side of this. And again, I don't want this to sound negative. I don't want this to sound like we're about to lose and you need to just get over it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just trying to get us in the right headspace. The Packers are the better team. The Packers are back here again. They're not cursed. They're fully capable. We have full stadiums. We have home field advantage, unlike 2020. We're playing at home in the cold, and yes, it matters. And I can go over that again for you if you'd like. For some people that maybe didn't hear me go over that last time, home field advantage absolutely matters for cold weather teams. Not just the Packers, even teams like the Bears. Way better at home in the cold. Way better. But um, why don't we go ahead and take a break? 
Once again, please do not forget, our buddy Draft Hobbyist on Twitter is looking to get some help. I have his GoFundMe pinned to the very top of my uh, Twitter page. You know what would be kind of cool? Maybe we'll put Drew's fate in the hands of the Green Bay Packers. Maybe what I'll do, I might even go to the Facebook with this and I'll start it off. It's not going to be much, but again, it's more about getting a collective of people. If the Packers win, I got five bucks for Drew. Who's with me? Five bucks. Or how about this? I'll give Drew the amount the Packers win by. I mean, what's the most they're going to win by? 20? And I'll be in such a good mood, I'll give up 20. I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to do that. If they lose, though, Drew, you owe me money. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's my dog if they lose. You get that dog, you give it to me. I don't want a dog. You can have my dog, actually, now that I think about it. I don't even want the dog I have. Um, people are going to get so mad at me, dog people. I, I thought I was a dog person. I grew up with dogs, loved dogs. Families always had dogs. Golden Retrievers, German Shepherds. Um, at home, we had a... Uh, my favorite was a Blue Heeler. I think it was some kind of a mix, but Bear, Blue Heeler, best dog on planet Earth. Hands down. I don't care what you say. No, no, my dog. No, your dog's stupid. My dog, best dog on planet Earth. The other dogs we had, not great. Molly, little little rat dog. I mean, fine, but, um, you know, nuts. We had a uh, beagle. That dog was brain damaged. That dog was seriously, it would roll over on its stomach, and then you'd pet its stomach. It would get so excited, it would pee all over the place. <laughs> dog was an idiot. But I loved all my dogs. My, my mom's side of the family, huge dog people. Um, usually golden retrievers, so I love golden retrievers, awesome dogs. My mom had uh, a bunch of different dogs, German Shepherd. That became my favorite when she got a German Shepherd out in a farm somewhere. And this this owner who had the German Shepherds, it was like king, queen, prince, like were the, were the uh, German Shepherd dog names. So I've, I've always had this thing where it's like, I want to have a German Shepherd named King. That was always my thing. Anyways, we get a dog. It's like, finally, all right, we got a dog. This dog is just the worst dog ever. Everybody's like, oh, those, those English shepherds, man, they're super high energy. Are you sure? It's like, dude, dogs are dogs. It's, it's not a big deal. No, dogs are not just dogs. Dogs are not just dogs. This dog is a nut. He's so annoying. <laughs> he won't stop eating socks or anything that he's not supposed to. He refuses to touch any of the toys or chew bones or whatever we give him. He only eats all of our stuff. When we first got him, he was way too aggressive. We couldn't have him near the kids because he would bite the kids constantly full of energy, needs to constantly be out and running and psycho, and he can't be because we have a huge family and we don't have a big, we don't have a fenced-in yard. We can't take him on walks 24 hours a day. It wasn't a great choice. And I just assumed, ah, dogs are dogs. It'll be fine. He's fine. It's not a big deal. No, it's a big deal. Fortunately, he's starting to chill out, but he annoys the living daylights out of me. (sighs) I'm hoping, I've heard the puppy phase can last like a year, maybe two years, especially for high-energy dogs. So it might be two years of this insanity before he's just a normal, like just wants to chill out with me and watch a Packer game. Um, I don't know if I'm going to make it, but we'll see. Anyways, um, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to pledge to Drew's GoFundMe the amount the Packers win by. I think that's fair. Drew, your fate is in the hands of the Packers. Also, folks, make sure you check out amodernfrontier.com. You can buy your uh, grass-fed beef um, again, they've, they've got some stuff on the site. There are some other things that they have that are not on the site. So the best thing you can do is reach out. Also, I had somebody reach out and say that that promo code was not working. The promo code I had told you was all caps, one word, meat packers. Turns out it was meat packer, single, uh, singular, and that ended up working, but he added that other promo code, but he basically said, look, anybody that if, if you buy something and you put in the comments that you got it from packing a podcast, he'll apply that to your order. Um, but again, I, I stand by the best way is to just reach out. Um, because 
as he even said to me, you know, the nice thing about being a small company is we can work this stuff out. If there's an issue with the order, if there's an issue with the pricing or whatever, he'll just fix it, right? Mom and pop operation, but really high quality meat. And um, I'm actually really excited today. I'm going to do burgers and I'm going to do them two different ways. And I'm going to have my kids decide which is better. And then for the Packer game, I'm going to make a steak because I can, because America. But uh, thank you very much to everybody that has already ordered from Adam at amodernfrontier.com. Again, be sure to uh, just check out the site, see if there's anything they, that they uh, got that you want. And again, uh, the only things, the two things that are listed on here are Butcher's Dozen Ground Beef, which I would 100% just buy that because I, I mean, just tacos alone, I rip through so much ground beef. Um, but they've also got the one-eighth cow grass-fed beef box, but they've also got pork. I think they got a quarter pig. Um, again, smaller boxes than you're going to find in most other places, which is great for me because I don't have enough, enough freezer space for like a quarter cow or a half a pig or a whole anything. And also the price is a little crazy. You know, when you start talking half a cow, quarter cow, it, it gets to be a little more than I want to justify, even though the overall cost, because it's going to last a long time, is is worth it. It's still hard to justify and be like, hey, can we drop like a grand on a on some meat? Like that's It gets to be a little crazy. So it's nice that he offers um, some smaller, smaller quantities to everybody. Anyways, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. I want to address also really quickly, um, yesterday's podcast, for whatever reason, the uh, audio got clipped off. And it was unfortunate because I, I, it's been a long time since I had a bunch of people all reach out and uh, be like, hey, that was a great episode. 
and come to find out it wasn't even the full episode. The full episode is up now, so if you uh, missed it, you can go back and listen to the second half of that uh, in its totality. What? Oh, never mind. I read that wrong. I got to get off Twitter. This is stupid. Why am I here? Anyways, uh, I want to look at one other stat that came up. Um, This is something that I saw. Let's see if I can find it on Twitter. Um, I really, I wasn't trying to argue. I was just kind of curious because again, and sometimes I think some people might take it the wrong way where I'm looking argumentative, but I'm just trying to flesh some stuff out. Um, Looks like everything was fine though. He didn't get mad at me or anything. Anyways, um, we had some people that were kind of going through the record of Aaron Rodgers and and basically how it's um, not really his fault, right? Willie on uh, Twitter was posting all the different, the defense gave up 45, defense gave up 37, defense gave up 45. Um, Then the next three games, led game tying drive, never got the ball back, never got the ball back, never got the ball back, defense gave up 44, defense gave up 37, defense gave up 31, right? So basically every single one of these was the defense's fault. He's never really had the opportunity to, uh, well, I guess that's not necessarily true. But anyways, you know, we've seen that before. Then uh, King Day comes back and says uh, that last game he had three chances to score in the second half. In other words, like, look, he has some responsibility. It's not all, not him, whatever. Then Caleb came out and he says he's also one in seven after trailing in the first quarter, according to Colin Coward, not a good stat. So a couple things. Again, not trying to argue, but first of all, that didn't even make sense. What one in seven? What eight games are we talking about? Uh, Willie here listed nine uh, playoff losses, which is all of them, because I think Rodgers has been to the playoffs 10 times. No, let me look. I have it. I have this up for a reason. Yes, 10 times. And so you factor in a Super Bowl win and there you go. So I don't even know what one in seven means. I wasn't sure exactly what he was talking about, but it's really just, again, we're kind of nerding out. Maybe this isn't super interesting to you right now prior to a Packer game, but I I, I just want to highlight Again, certain people say certain things. I'm not even talking about Caleb, right? Caleb is just relaying information that he heard from Colin Coward. Maybe he just heard the information wrong, whatever. The point is, though, we keep hearing these things, and again, we keep getting stuck on this, the Packers are cursed thing, right? Aaron Rodgers isn't good in the playoffs. The defense isn't good in the playoffs. There's all these reasons why in the playoffs, the Packers just fall apart. First of all, this number is is fake. There were 10 games, not eight games, in which Aaron Rodgers was um, trailing in the first quarter. Aaron Rodgers, and and when I say Aaron Rodgers, what I mean is the Green Bay Packers, but this is all being put on Rodgers. The point is, the Packers in those games, so since Aaron Rodgers, in playoff games, when the Packers are trailing by uh, one point or more, there were 10 of them, Aaron Rodgers' record is um, three and seven, right? That doesn't sound great. Sounds like a just complete abject failure. There you go. Uh, Packers can't handle it. There's no comeback ability, whatever. The problem is, the the other immediate thing that I had, it's the reason I dug into this, the the immediate thought I had is you're putting them at a disadvantage and you're find, finding that a, a team at a disadvantage has a losing record. That's going to be expected, right? It's In other words, it's going to be some degree worse than what you typically see with the Packers. Now, three and seven sounds really, really bad, but let's take a look at another team that's seen as one of the best playoff teams, one of the best teams, blah, 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 whatever you want to call it, the New England Patriots. What is Tom Brady's record in that same exact span when they're down in the first quarter? You know what his record is? It's two and seven. Aaron Rodgers is three and seven. They're two and seven. The only time Tom Brady has led a comeback in a playoff game when they were down in the first quarter was Tennessee in... Um, and Baltimore. You say, well, what about that Falcons game that they had that massive comeback? The score was 0-0 zero to zero at the end of the first quarter, right? It was tied. They were not down in the first quarter. 
So I can I can change it if you want, but then I have to change it for the Packers too, and they also get more wins when you when you include. 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. And if we're just talking about comebacks at any point, again, we have to change it again. But the, the point is, we see stats like that and we go, oh, see how bad the Packers are? See how bad Aaron Rodgers is? See how bad? These these stats are stupid, man. They're just stupid stats. What, what does this tell you? And again, the, the Falcons game is actually a perfect example. That was a massive comeback by Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And it doesn't even show up on this list. This is not a comprehensive list. The first quarter is kind of a, a random thing. I mean, halftime would probably be more relevant. Even the third quarter, um, you know, going into the fourth quarter, those would probably be more relevant. But don't don't get distracted by this stuff. Don't let people pull you into this. The Packers are cursed. The Packers are uniquely bad with all these just random stats. If you want to dig into them, if you want me to dig into them because you're starting to you see something that scares you, let me at least confirm it for you. Just throw it at me and be like, what about this? That sounds pretty bad. Because, because listen, there are, I mean, the Packers have been losing, so there are bad things, right? I mean, if, if you look just at NFC championship losses, yes, the Packers have a bad record. If you just look at it like that, if you look at playoff win-loss record, they're actually pretty good. But specifically NFC championship, yeah, they, they, but, but we're getting into such a small sample size that you're going to start seeing numbers like that. First of all, the Packers are one of like two or maybe three that have actually played significant amounts of, of games in the championship round. Again, I'll say it one more time. They're not cursed. There is no playoff curse. The Packers offense might play really, really well. It might play really, really bad. The defense might play really, really well. It might play really, really bad. It's not because of the playoffs. We saw that all throughout the regular season. We saw it 2021, 2020, and 2019, as well as every year prior to that. We've seen good. We've seen bad. It happened. What we need is something that's very hard to do. Consistent play on offense and defense. It's not just that the Packers can't do it. It's that almost nobody can do it. It's very, very difficult to get high-quality offensive and defensive play for three straight games against the best teams in the NFL. But the Packers have the ability. They have the talent. They're getting their guys back. They're getting healthy. We're at home, in Lambeau, freezing cold temperatures with a team that is built for cold-weather football. Again, if you want to play smash-mouth football, we can play. We got A.J. Dillon. We got Aaron Jones. We got Lazard. We got Mercedes Lewis. We're built for that. You want to play air-it-out football in the cold, thin air? Go for it. Let's go toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers with Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's see what happens. Best of luck to you. They're built for this. They're ready for this. Well, they were in the past. That's true. They were, and they didn't. They were good enough. They didn't get it done because somebody else who's also good enough got it done. Every single team in the playoffs right now has the ability to get it done. Not necessarily to the extent that the Packers do, but everybody has that ability. What we need is three games. Win three games. And that's what the Packers do well. That's why they got the number one seed, because they win better than other teams win. They might not win big, but now is the time for consistency. Buffalo can go ahead and hang 50 points if it wants to. The question is, can you win four in a row? They haven't been able to in the past. That's what New England did too, and you know what? They had one of their bad days. Dallas, same thing. They can hang 50 on a team, but can you win consistently without falling apart? They couldn't. The Packers have been more consistent this year. That's what we need. I would love to see them win by 40. My bank account, not so much, but hey, it is what it is. Promise is a promise. But it's not necessary. Win the game. Win the game. That's it. Anyways, it's going to be a long day. Find something productive to do or not productive to uh, take your mind off of what's coming. Um, and I will see you guys hopefully at the conclusion of a, a win moving on to the next round. Uh, we'll see how I'm feeling. Maybe we'll do a little bit of a live stream. If we lose, probably will not. We'll see if we win. I'll try to do it. I'm going to be super tired, but we'll see. Either way, I'm hoping that tomorrow is just another day. It's just another day on the train to the Super Bowl. And not, uh, not that today is the last day, but we'll see how it goes. Either way, have yourselves a great day, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.